Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliances Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from VMware industry analysts, partners, and executives. This week, I sat down with Colin Capsey, Senior Vice President of Worldwide Partner and Alliances at Snowflake, one of the fastest growing cloud computing-based data warehousing companies offering Data Warehouse as a Service, which allows organizations to store and analyze data using cloud-based hardware and software. Together, we discussed Snowflake's core business around cloud-based data storage, the rapid acceleration of digital transformation projects, the shift to multi-cloud business models, and much more. Let's listen now. Colleen, welcome to Partnership Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Kathleen. This is just amazing to kind of be back on the old stomping grounds virtually, if you will. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, you and I had the opportunity to work together for many years when you were at VMware, so I'm just thrilled to get to catch up with you today and hear all about your new role and your industry perspectives as Senior Vice President of Partner and Alliances at Snowflake. And Let's start with there. Can you give us an overview of Snowflake, the company, your business, your position in the market, and then your role within the Snowflake organization? Yeah, happy to do that. So Snowflake has been around for nine years. We actually just had our ninth anniversary. So it's pretty amazing to watch this journey. I think we've been selling for about seven years to give some history and we're coming up on our one year anniversary of being public. So it's been a a fast journey. We started off as a company that positioned ourselves as selling data warehousing because in an on-prem world, that's what customers and people could understand. But the reality is Snowflake was born on the cloud and we really are a data cloud and that's how we position ourselves. And that's about an $80 billion total market opportunity. So it's pretty amazing. It's really because we take advantage of everything that the cloud offers and Probably when I first started, one of the first things that really struck me is they're talking about how we take data and leverage and we separate the compute from storage. And I'm like, man, I've heard that story before from a VMware perspective. So I knew the power of that. And Snowflake has always been a consumption-based model from a pricing standpoint to a RevRec perspective from the ground up. So that's it's amazing to start from that perspective. And We have offer data always available, secure, and governed across all three of the largest cloud providers, AWS, Azure, and GCP. And it really means the infrastructure is built on the cloud as when you buy Snowflake, it comes on top of that hyperscaler of choice or across all three, if you so desire. And we now have Snowpark, which means developers can develop in their language of choice on top of Snowflake, which just gives us ample opportunities for extending the capabilities of what Snowflake has. And probably the piece that makes Snowflake the most unique is our data marketplace, which allows entities to put their data up on the marketplace, either publicly or privately, and share data within an organization, across a company, across companies, across industries. That's probably where I've seen some of the most innovation from our customer groups, which is just phenomenal. And now as that evolves, we can allow organizations to monetize their data, which is actually creating 
all new capabilities of business units within a customer that are used to being a cost center can now flip and become a revenue producing center. And, and that's probably the most innovative piece I see at Snowflake, which is fabulous. And then my role here is to really drive the entire partner ecosystem for Snowflake, which I'm humbled and honored, frankly, to be in this position. So it's driving the strategies with the cloud partners, which we also compete with. So that makes it slightly interesting and fun, keeps it spicy. Mostly we partner with. I also drive the ISV tech ecosystem where we're extending the capabilities of what Snowflake can offer, whether it's BI or ETL capabilities. And running the, the SI community, which is both contrived of our regional SIs, as you will, and our global system integrators. And it's noteworthy that we actually use different vernacular than in my previous life at, at VMware of, of system integrator. That's probably something Kathleen would be great to talk about more because we do think about partners a little differently here from a native cloud perspective. But we have a very heavy reliance on our system integration community. And then we also have two other partner types that are unique to Snowflake. So we already only nine years in, a little over two years here for me, and we already have five different partner types. The other two are data providers, which are organizations that share and, and monetize their data on the data marketplace. So that's pretty unique to Snowflake. And FactSet is one of those organizations. The financial community got on this really fast as did the advertising and media organizations because they've been sharing data for quite some time and monetizing it. They're great partners of ours. And then we have what's called the Powered By or almost like the Snowflake Inside community. And these are different application providers that choose to architect and platform on top of Snowflake for all of their data. And BlackRock, which is probably one of the largest financial organizations out there, has put their Aladdin application on top of Snowflake. So there's a lot of different and unique and exciting ways to partner with Snowflake. And it's a really broad and diverse community. But man, we're having fun and it's growing fast. Well, so many different directions we could go, Colleen, from all of that. So many different directions. And I want to dive in and talk about a lot of that. Let's back up and start a little bit around the Snowflake core business around cloud-based data storage and what's going on with the industry around we're seeing massive digital transformation, massive use of cloud, and a multi-cloud model absolutely taking shape in customers, in their IT environments. From the beginning, can you share how your services, and they really are services because, as you mentioned, you've been a consumption-based model from day one, how they are critical to customers who are going through this digital transformation and moving organizations to not just a cloud, but a multi-cloud world? Great question. I think a key piece of it is in the old days of data warehousing, things were very siloed and your data sat in different departments. Data could sit in different tables and in different structures. And it became very difficult for marketing to share their data and learn from the finance team to then query their data across the product team. And then if you wanted to go from one company to the next, you had FTP files and APIs and it just clunky and difficult. And you know, the key differentiation of Snowflake is all of the data sits in the cloud. The silos are completely broken down and you can share your data amongst organizations or amongst companies if you choose. But when you share that, even the word share doesn't quite describe it. Your data doesn't go anywhere. It's actually almost more like a peekaboo functionality. You can choose to give access to 
the data. You can mask customer names if you need to, or mask social security numbers. So your data never leaves its original spot. And yet you can share it and give visibility. So as a user driving a query, I can have access to multiple different points of information. And all of that wouldn't have been possible without the cloud. And that breaking down a silos and giving executives the ability to drive their business off of more data faster. I mean, things used to take days or overnight or run a query, come back after lunch, and maybe you got the answer. It's milliseconds now. And I think it's just making a lot of leadership faster. And what we find is folks underestimate how much the old on-prem world, who is a bit of a chokehold on data, because all of a sudden, once folks see how much information that they can get and how smarter they can be, how much faster, they start running queries like crazy. We have a few customers going, whoa, what's going on? And I'm like, well, that's how much of a bottleneck not having things in the cloud and not having accessibility to your data was for your business. And this is how much smarter you're becoming as an organization. That's fascinating to hear all the speed and how you're unleashing that capability because, of course, one of the big benefits of this whole digital transformation is data. I'm sure you know much more than I do the stats on every day, like every year we've like recreated all of the data that people have captured in the last 10 years and we're increasing that and increasing it. But the value is being able to mine that to be able to use to draw those insights And it sounds like Snowflake has really tapped into the power of that in ways that other companies haven't been able to today. Yeah, I believe they say the world's data is recreated now within two years of everything we had before. And Snowflake alone supports over a billion queries a day. So just goes to show you how many questions we have to learn about our business and get smarter and as all leaders make better decisions on our future. Absolutely. Well, that is phenomenal to hear about that level of queries. I didn't actually know when Snowflake started, so nine years. And yes, I saw that your IPO anniversary is coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it's September 16th. So congratulations on that. But Snowflake has pretty quickly scaled to be one of the fastest growing cloud data storage companies. And I know that partners have always played a role in this. How has the leadership of Snowflake thought about partners from the beginning to have a partner first mindset? which has helped contribute to both driving success for Snowflake and for your customers. It's evolved as we've had multiple CEOs as an organization, starting with Mike Spicer, who was one of our original investors who took on a CEO role in the very early days, continued by Bob Muglia and now with Frank Slootman. And each has had the company in a different stage and had a bit of a different viewpoint on things, which we've evolved with. The first piece, like the most important piece for the ecosystem in the early days was the technical alliances and the other technology organizations, because the data is in the data cloud, but you have to be able to see it. So getting integrations with Looker in the early days and Tableau and Power BI and all that was incredibly important, as well as integrating in with the ETL vendors who are the organizations that really transform and load the data into Snowflake. Because if you're not getting it in and if you can't see it, it's sort of stuck. So that was a really big push in the early days. And honestly, we've seen many companies, also ETL vendors born in the cloud supporting Snowflake, who've risen with us. Um, Matillion and Fivetran are, are some of the ones that come to mind, as well as with some of the more established companies like Talent and Informatica. So that's been amazing to watch. And then was, as we've evolved It's really been focused on our system integration community and and our system integrators. We do have a different mindset at Snowflake. It is a very direct sales mindset. 
it's interesting. Some people from VMware come into Snowflake and like, oh, it's going to be just like VMware. Like, actually, it's a little different. Most customers want to have the liability with the vendor because if something goes wrong from a security and a liability perspective, it's it's frankly it's newsworthy. Where I think we're lucky at Snowflake, we haven't had those opportunities. It's really more than luck, frankly. It's how we're architected and designed to have incredibly secure and governed data. But because of that, the need to have an, an MSA directly with us is very strong. So the need to really have a reliance on resell is not strong within Snowflake. But the reality is once, especially in a cloud organization, once the customer makes that decision to buy and, and buys sort of in bulk up front with Snowflake, we don't recognize a cent of that from a public perspective on our IPO. Nothing matters to us until we have a customer using the technology and driving consumption. That's where we start recognizing revenue. That's what matters to the street, frankly. That's what matters to the measurement of us company as a success. So we don't succeed. The sale is just the beginning of the transaction and we don't succeed till we have happy customers. And our system integrators are critical to this. They're the ones working across the ecosystem, migrating the data in, making sure we get up to consumption. Consumption, getting to consumption can take us nine to 12 months for some of our larger customers. So the services opportunities are very large around Snowflake. And actually in our last earnings call, we actually shared that Deloitte had already built $100 million services practice around Snowflake in 12 months time. So it gives you an idea of just the size and scope. Kathleen, I think as a, a partner practitioner for many, many years, we talked about, oh, it's not going to be about resale and it's all going to be about services. But at Snowflake, I not just talk the talk, I walk the walk here. And it's real and it does change the economics and it does change the relationship. But I would say Snowflake is just as, if not even more, have a strong partner culture. We just finished our last earnings call literally yesterday and partners, I think, and our partner programs and our partner growth was cited at least five times by Frank and by Mike Scarpelli, our CFO, to show how important they are and, and how valuable they are. If they don't get us to happy customers, none of us succeed. So we're really walking hand in hand with them. Well, it really speaks to what we've been talking about. VMware is in the process of shifting to a more SaaS and subscription model. Regu, our new CEO, has been talking about shifting us to being consumption obsessed and revisiting everything. And our partners absolutely need to play a critical role, but we're in transition. We're in transition from a different model to getting the right programs in place and building and, and building from all of the great services partner relationships we have along with our system integrator community. I love hearing you describe like, yes, that is how a consumption-based model works. It's all about the services. It's critical about driving consumption and partners are integral to that. And then it sounds like you have a third set, which is these new types of partners, these data providers, the application providers, which sounds like that's a third phase in your partner evolution. It is. And it's the one we've most recently sort of launched programs to support. They need different things than what I've traditionally known as the partner community, because they're looking at provide me help in terms of how I monetize my data provide me go-to-market support in how I present my application in each individual vertical. 
and how the power of being on Snowflake makes my application differentiated perhaps from their customers. So it's really made Snowflake at at an early stage, frankly, if you ask me, think about what's our vertical go-to-market right from the early days. And it's important because when you're talking about data, to talk about it at a horizontal level just doesn't work. They want to hear about it in the financial sector about insurance of how are you coming up with rating pricing per customer from an insurance perspective from one organization to the next and how's the data supporting that and you know we have some great use cases coming up and again most of our global system integrators are building solutions on top of snowflake within a vertical and providing support there so we're really in a symbiotic relationship with our a lot of our global SIs and, and regional SIs who are developing applications and use cases for the Snowflake data with their own technology as well. And it's phenomenal, frankly, to watch the innovation going there. And I joke with my boss, Chris Degnan, who's our CRO, he's like, good Lord, Colleen, at some point, every company out there is going to become a partner because everybody's developing their own application for something. And I'm like, world domination is part of my mission statement. (laughs) I love that. I love that. You're like, bring it on. I'm happy to have everybody as a partner. Exactly. I'd love to ask you, you talked about your marketplace and how that is also sounds like almost like a new market opportunity for Snowflake. Marketplaces are now a new buzzword in all things partner. We see distributors and aggregators launching marketplaces. The hyperscalers, AWS has a thriving marketplace. VMware actually has a marketplace. We need to help broadcast that a little bit, although we don't have commercialization of it. How long has your marketplace been around What have been some keys to Snowflake in terms of using this to help develop your partner ecosystem? And what do you see as the promise for this marketplace going forward in terms of contributing to Snowflake's business? It's funny, I actually got my start in partnering in distribution, which could almost be the original marketplace, if you will. And I think it's phenomenal that all of these organizations are coming up with their own marketplace. And especially some of these larger companies have power in their brands and are able to to bring customers. I mean, frankly, we, Snowflake, are on the AWS marketplace. And we've, especially in our startup days, really got a lot out of that. That really helped us get our start, if you will. So the data marketplace specifically for us is is a little bit of a different twist than most have. I mean, the marketplace is, is well known, but rather than buying your different you know application that you're going to get value from, it's where can you literally now buy data to better run your business? You can just come up with a generic example in the travel industry. If we all, probably everybody has some sort of airline travel program that they're part of, well, think of the value that that data has at an aggregate level for the hotel industry or the rental car industry. And if you can provide that out there in a masked and safe way, which is what the data marketplace allows you to do, this is huge value in helping other businesses figure out their supply chain. Where do they want to put, you know, what's their expectations on room rentals, et cetera. It becomes incredibly powerful. So that's evolution of the data marketplace is we started from a public perspective and like, okay, everybody wants it out there. And then we very quickly realized the private offerings actually have really taken the lion's share because you could look in consumer goods basis, especially through COVID. So one of the most used data sets we see in the data marketplace is the star schema COVID data. And we had organizations real time last year 
trying to figure out their supply chain aligned with the COVID data, what's shutting down, what's opening up and where does that mean I want to get my best toilet goods, perhaps? <laughs> where are they? Toilet paper was hot. Yeah. And so that's been a really difficult past year. I think that's what sped us up, um, frankly, and moved us to more of a cloud world faster is that need became paramount because all the trends that we knew for decades in the past were thrown out the window last year. And that frankly helped us as an organization, helping companies better plan for COVID. And then as they got that experience, you're like, wow, I could use this in so many other ways. Yeah, the last 18, well, now going on more like 20, 21 months for all of us has been really shaped and accelerated so much of technology, digital transformation. And those of us, it seems awkward to say we've benefited from something that is not something that anyone wants to go through, but I think it's just spoken to the value that technology can bring to businesses and helping them navigate the uncertainties in new situations. And I don't think any of the businesses could have survived with that. Well, we're, we're on Zoom. Technology has enabled the economy to continue to function and companies continue to thrive in new different ways, especially with these breakthrough innovations like Snowflake is bringing to the market around data and data usability and access and storage. I want to switch now, Colleen, to your leadership journey. You said, we're just mentioning that you started in distribution. And I know that you spent almost 13 years at VMware and was very privileged to get to work with you for a big chunk of that time. You were driving sales. You led incentive strategies through our partners. You really helped VMware in a pivotal time create a really thriving global partner ecosystem that I get to work with every day. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about your personal leadership journey, how you got started with the channel and how you applied your learnings from the experiences at VMware to help shape how you've led Snowflake's partner strategy and leading into the partner network group and Snowflake's partner ecosystem? Yeah, happy to share that. And not many people get this story out of me, Kathleen. So good, good question. Well, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I actually uh, undergraduate University of Washington Husky oh, grad. Nice. Yes. And I started as an intern in college. So I actually got an internship at a boutique consulting firm that helped with channel strategy in the early days. I got to work with a couple, you know, very intelligent folks, including Ross Brown, who was one of the partners there. And it's funny, I was just talking to one of our interns at Snowflake and he's like, well, you know, tell me about your journey and such. And and I'm like, you know, you never know. When I look back at my textbooks of what was in there about learning about the partner ecosystem, I found two pages on distribution and that was it. So I'm like, really keep an open mind into what types of careers are really out there in the real world. Because at school, you're just learning the fundamentals and the basics, but there's so many opportunities out there. So I took the internship and following that ride ever since, I really fell in love with the, the partner ecosystem and everything about it and wrote reports about distribution and did some amazing things. And, and I love learning about the partner ecosystem because it's always evolving it's always ebbing and flowing. And it's also sometimes very misunderstood by some executives or folks that feel like they could do things on their own. And I think that's one of the things I learned about VMware is I think VMware had a very inclusive partner culture under many of the leaders, Ragu absolutely included and Carl and, and Pat and everyone. It wasn't a sense of we can do this on our own. It was much more of a sense of community. We need to do this as an ecosystem. And I, I think it's probably one of the best 
lessons I learned. And to this day, Carl's still like, stay hungry and stay humble, Colleen. And I appreciate that. And I think you guys are in, in great hands with Goo's leadership because I think he's always been a core fundamental part of that. And probably on that, on the cutting edge, I, I remember many, many years ago, he's like, Colleen, cloud is the future and we must get there now. You know, how are we doing this with our partner ecosystem? So to see his evolution is awesome as well. The thing that was amazing about VMware and the partner culture that served me well was there's a great ability for very senior executives to continue to listen to the partners, whether it's through the partner advisory councils or the partner executive summits or the broader sessions. It didn't matter if you were a small partner or a large partner. It was a constant listening and how do we evolve and, and how do we improve? And, and that's definitely one of the core fundamentals I brought with me to Snowflake is you never have all the answers. Don't remove yourself from the trenches and get too far up in the ivory tower because you'll forget what it's like. Continue having those conversations with partner executives and learning from them about what's working and what's not working, but also know your company's mission and North Star. There are times when partners may say things and they'll even give me a wink or a nod of, well, you know, I need this, Colleen. And and maybe that's what's right for the vendor that you're working for, or maybe not. So you have to have a little salt of what's best for the organization and what's best for the customer as well. But in general, what I find is that taking the mission statements that VMware has taken and that Snowflake has taken, which is very large mission-driven organizations of really transforming data and transforming IT, it's not an individual sport. This is a team sport. You need your team. You need good players. You need to have a high level of standard and a high bar to participate. If you let absolutely everyone play, it can bring down the average, if you will. But as, as long as you have that high bar and surround yourself with great organizations, you can achieve amazing things. That's great. I love the parallels, even though Snowflake's business model today is so different from VMware. I mean, VMware is working now to transform and adopt more of that type of model. I don't know if we'll ever deviate from the the reseller capability, but we know we're we're because we're very committed to working with our partners across a large variety of business models. But I love hearing the parallels. And for those of you who don't know, Carl is Carl Eschenbach who longtime VMware veteran who led our entire field sales organization for many years is a passionate advocate of customers, passionate advocate of partners and customers. And that is his tagline, stay hungry, stay humble, particularly the humble and has been a great coach for many of us. I would love to talk now a little bit about specifically the Snowflake Partner Network, because that is something that's relatively new, relatively recent, which you championed may have learned a little bit about from because you started the VMware Partner Network many years ago, but I'm sure you adapted it very much to Snowflake's businesses, which we've heard is quite different. Tell us a little bit about the partner program and what were the key principles for you? It's definitely been a journey. So we've had our just now our one year birthday of our Snowflake Partner Network, and it, it certainly has been a journey. I learned a ton, frankly, from VMware on this journey but I did also learn to look at things slightly different from 100% cloud. And to be clear, it's a little unfair. Snowflake has one product and we're a bit religious. We may have a few versions of it, but our SKUs can be counted on a couple hands, which is a very different challenge than what VMware has. So that is a different function for us. And it means we have different needs. It was learning how to make 
things customer centric too is for us a key value for most companies too is the customer is really the center of everything and what's going to best serve the customer what's going to get them to get into snowflake and using our product and fall in love with it as quickly as possible so when i came here we didn't have certifications in place i'm like oh my gosh well that's a that's like writing a book with no alphabet so let's get that in place as quickly as possible so work with the sc team to get that in place and now we're up to thousands of folks technically certified just in a year, which is awesome to watch. But it was figuring out what do we need, leveraging technology. I, this is not a pitch for Salesforce, but one of the things I learned is integrating your PRM system with your CRM system is critical. And I think in the old days, we used to think about managing partners in their own system and the partner team could see all the data and the sales team couldn't see anything. Now we frankly integrate every partner activity is on the customer account. So one of our AE sales folks can see everything going on from the tech ecosystem to the SI ecosystem, who's driving services, who's selling into that account as well. How much data are they driving from a usage perspective and leveraging that from a rep perspective? The power is in the relationship from one company to the next company in the field. And that's probably the thing I learned the most and it sort of evolved to is enable your field, enable the vendor's field. And that's where the magic happens. I've learned to let go. It doesn't happen at headquarters. You're just supporting the magic. I think that's been phenomenal. And that's where we actually are now in the process of allowing data sharing to happen between Snowflake and our partners. So one of the things that's been super cool is for deal registration, the partners will be able to have access to all of their data real time to query exactly where are they at in every deal across the deal stages, across some of these very large organizations. And that's super cool to watch too. So VMware was the best learning ground ever. I, people here at Sofa are like, oh my gosh, Colleen, there's five different types of partners. I'm like, what are you talking about? At VMware, there's like over 10. It was complicated. And we're just getting started on this growth. Like there's lots of different ways to partner and just supporting the benefits that they need is probably the most important thing you can do. Colleen, I have Salesforce Envy. As you described how the full panorama 360 view of the customers, including the whole partner range is integrated because I think we're in the process of catching up with that because it is so critical for that partnership and that collaboration. Even more so, it's no longer just one partner working with a customer. It is a systems integrator plus a partner that has a security Pinot-specific domain practice. It's one that has a networking domain practice. It's really rare these days that we find one partner that can cover everything. And as you were talking about all of the growing opportunities with data usage and kind of applying the use of data in new and creative ways. That's a whole nother domain of expertise that needs to be brought in the fold and you really need that 360 view. So I'm sitting here envious of that. I just have to ask, as you're talking about sharing data, GDPR, it is harder and harder every day to figure out what data you can share, what you can't, no, we can't share this. And, and even you know, between customers and us, between partners, I'm curious, is there a secret sauce to being able to work within GDPR compliance guidelines and be able to share that data? Data privacy is a real, I think, important trend going out in the marketplace right now. And the nice thing is we work with several different data governance organizations. And actually, in the earlier days, data governance or the lack there 
of is one of the things that would slow folks down in a perpetual model. So we found that that was really important to allow our customers to have data cataloging, data tracing, who's can have access to what across your whole company. So we work with several different vendors to help us even extend that capabilities of Calibra and Alation. Actually, some of their partner leaders are VMware folks too. So it's fun to see that as well. But the fact that data sharing means the data never leaves somewhere actually makes it safer than ever before because you're not FTPing data around the world and, and sending it. It sits there. You're just choosing to unmask it or mask it. And the masking capabilities are critical too. So you can share things at an aggregate level, but protect the identities of the individuals. So I actually think some of the things Snowflake has and that the cloud has makes us safer than we've ever been before. And that's been tried to the transformation too for a lot of executives in thinking in the last year. I agree with your earlier statements. I don't want to prosper off of some of the world's tragedies that we're going through, but we also, we're, the human race is phenomenal that we have to evolve. We have to continue thinking about things differently. And that's where we've seen a lot of executives evolve their way of thinking about IT and the value of being in the cloud and the value of having data in the cloud and what that can do for them. And it's forced us this last year, I think, to think differently. And from that, we've become a little stronger and smarter in many other ways. That's great. I think we might need to get some of the names of those data governance agencies as we wrestle with that from a marketing perspective all the time. But I think it, again, speaks to this emerging category of a bad pun is the data domain for those who knew data domain the company, but it really is becoming, I mean, not that it wasn't, but just even growing in its depth of specificity and domain. And again, the innovation that Snowflake is bringing in, driving to the market is fascinating to see. And I love just seeing the innovation that you're driving. You were just talking now about how IT leaders have been tested and evolved over the last however many months this now continuing pandemic journey is going to. But I wanted to talk about maybe how you've evolved and how your new maybe leadership style has been tested or changed as you've had to. Now you've been at Snowflake three, has it been three years now? A little over two years, yeah. Oh, a little over two, so a little over two years. So most of your time at Snowflake has been during this type of very remote work-based. You have moved into a new company, you've established this new team, you've driven new programs, you've driven new partner relationships. How has this impacted your leadership style or has it? And how have you personally grown in these challenging times over the last 20 months? I think we've all grown and changed. I can definitely reflect on our team. We've doubled in size through the pandemic which means now over half of my team has never met another snowflake face-to-face, which is just sort of a scary thought to have. But with that comes the challenge of how do you get the culture of the company shared amongst especially the new employees and the new folks who come when they're not having those face-to-face meetings. I think that's the hardest challenge that we all face. So culture is something we talk a lot about at Snowflake repeatedly all the time, in the, especially in this past year. Because it is a special culture here and it's, it's something we have to protect, and it, but it's something we have to share as well and explain to folks who aren't going to get to come to a sales kickoff meeting or a tech show in Vegas as we're all used to. So we do go through our seven principles quite a bit as an organization, but I've also found you have to make time to connect with people. So you know, I have over 100 folks on the team and I'll do one-on-ones with all of them. It could be once a quarter, it can be 20 minutes, but make sure that you have that time to connect with folks and 
hear about what they're working on, what's working well for them, where they need help, what they're proud of. I mean, he's hearing from folks what they're proud of is probably one of the most fun part of my job, frankly. It's also being incredibly mission-oriented. I'll tell you, our, our CEO, Frank Slootman, very much don't get distracted. Stay to your core mission statement. Stay to your core principles. And the, the partner organization, I think we've done that pretty well. Again, it was coming from the earnings call and having the partner ecosystem called out. So here's the value of the programs. Here's how we've grown. Here's what we're doing. And then coming from the employee all hands meeting where, again, they're calling out the partner ecosystem and how important it is to the company. Let me tell you, people enjoy being part of a, a winning team. And when you have that recognition and you're told like what you're doing is strategic to the company and valuable to the company, I think that just fires folks up and gets them working even harder. So that's probably the, the best part of the job. And I make a concerted effort to make sure I'm calling out individuals all over the company, part of my team, not part of my team, here specifically, not just, oh, you did a good job, but wow, I really loved how you did X. Like that particular thing was phenomenal because I think there is an art to giving a compliment and a generic compliment doesn't count as much as I saw this, I love this story, I love how you did that. And that will help motivate folks too. One of the questions I usually like to ask people is how are you working to retain, attract and retain talent as we're all seeing the great resignation, the great moving around of, of people and just tech talent being in higher and higher demand by partners, by vendors, by companies as we've seen tech accelerate. And I don't have to ask you because you've just shared the company has doubled in size during the time of pandemic. And I think you've just shared some really great comments about how you stay true to your principles, true to your company culture, and how you're personally connecting with people, which is clear why people are choosing Snowflake and to stay, as well as being part of a winning team. Let's wrap up, Colleen, our conversation with a couple of just fun questions. What are you reading or listening to now or binge watching? <laughs> I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, which talks about vulnerable leadership, because I think in this more unconnected world, it becomes even more important to connect with folks. And so learning as a leader how to have business vulnerable conversations with folks. So that's been great. I am binge watching Never Have I Ever on Netflix. And it's a, an Indian family navigating the U.S. high school journey. And it's just fun. And my husband's Indian and he didn't grow up here. And he's like, oh, please tell me this isn't what U.S. high school really is like. And I'm like, oh, it's exactly what it's like. And so it's been a good education for both of us with some fun laughs. And it's written by Mindy Colling. And I think she's phenomenal. Oh, I'll have to check that out. We're going to have to start a Partnership Perspectives book list from all the great <laughs> recommendations. What technology do you see being the most disruptive for our industry over the next three to five years? Hard for me to not say anything but Snowflake, to be honest. <laughs> you can own it, Colleen. Own it. I'm sorry. I, I am. Uh, I, I think we're just really disrupting the world and how we think about one of our most valuable assets of data. And I'm proud of it. And I think that's the mission statement we're on. Awesome. And lastly, we've talked about how I did not realize that you started in the channel right out of college. We will not talk about when that was, but you have been firmly committed to partners your entire professional career. What excites you most about the future evolution of the channel? I've been committed my entire life. Watching the partner ecosystem evolve has been awesome. 
seeing that partners can be wildly profitable on services alone surrounding a technology in the cloud has been fascinating to watch. I will say it's different. It takes a big upfront investment from a technical know-how and from a, an employee perspective. But for the folks who make those investments have been seeing the payoffs and seeing the wildly huge margins that they're making and how strategic they are to customers, that has been fun. And I think whether it's VMware or Snowflake, really investing in the cloud and on that, taking those customers to a journey, you know, you do really become their trusted advisor. You truly are the person that in the organizations that's helped them through that journey. And that'll pay off for decades to come. Well, I think that is a perfect place to end our conversation, Colleen, with that very strong, positive, growth-oriented view of the future for our partners, because I think that's the direction we are all going. So with that, Colleen, thank you so much. As always, it's just been a delight to talk to you today and learn more about Snowflake, the partner ecosystem at Snowflake, and how Snowflake is being the disruptive technology in the industry for now and for many years to come. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. I mean, it's just been such a great journey and VMware is such a huge part of it. So it's just great to see all of you guys and the VMware Partner Network is near and dear to my heart. So I love chatting with you guys. That's great. All right. Thank you so much. And we're back. I particularly enjoyed the conversation about Snowflake's unique consumption-based business model and how the global partner network and managed service providers play such a critical role in Snowflake's partner ecosystem. Hope you enjoyed this great conversation too. To learn more about VMware, please visit VMware.com. To connect with Colleen, you can find her on LinkedIn or on Twitter at at Colleen Capsi. Please subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit partnerexecutiveedge at vmware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.